we are activating your unique self-discovery one show at a time. The Orchard of Wisdom Self-Discovery Podcast are at your fingertips, just waiting to inspire and invite you in discovering just how awesome you really are and how to navigate through life in joy, enrichment, personal abundance, in mind, body, spirit, heart and soul. All the people we bring you are here to serve you on your journey of life. Do enjoy our next show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here at selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Beth Bell. And we have a lot to talk about with you today, about living a life of discord and emotional suffering doesn't have to be the norm. So in today's repression, division, um, prices going up, wars happening, COVID still around, stresses everywhere, how do you make this not the norm and choose to live a different life. Well, she says there's a big idea. Living a life of discord and emotional suffering doesn't have to be the norm. When we unravel the stories and the mind holds so tightly and become aware of our patterns and our triggers, it can lead to an awakening of a very different reality filled with ease and grace. She says the so what? Well, Beth Bell is willing to look past her hopeful marriage, lovingly restored vintage home and jet setting career to listen to the calling of her soul. Ever searching through her life's twists and turns, she rode out her roller coaster ride of the fantastic highs and the dark lows. Romantic relationships served as her teachers, her greatest source of pain and disappointment. Money, career, possessions turned out to be the easy stuff. Once she learned to tap into her source energy, angel guides and people with both good and evil intentions, she designed her higher self to teach the essential lessons. She started to understand why we suffer. Now she understands how to glide through life by managing her mind so you can. After a deep dive into the myriad of healing modalities and the uncovered shortcuts of the bliss of the divine oneness through plant-based medicine, more commonly referred to as, I'm not going to say this word wrong, psychodelysis, probably said that wrong, uh, she realized that the heaven and earth is not only obtained, but it's everyone's birthright. The source, Beth says, is the soul journey, and it has taken her around the world to live starting a humble beginnings in North Dakota, in California, New York, Singapore, India, Bali, and now back to California. She spent 15 years in strategy brand management in the pharmaceutical industry before becoming an entrepreneur, developing inspirational products, including silver jewelry, line for both e-commerce and retail shop in Bali. She currently produces and co-hosts the Psychedelic Sages podcast, an advisor and a CEO in psychedelic pharmaceutical companies. And we have a book that we're going to be talking about, Angels, Herpes and um, Psychedelics. Am I saying that right, Beth? Psychedelics. Okay, there we go. And we're going to be talking about the book as well. But, you know, I think everybody at the present moment, or if they are coming out of it, have been in it, in that stage of... Is misery the norm? Do I have to just suck it up, live in misery? And so many people are feeling that way. And uh, it kind of becomes a rut or even a comfortable place to be where people don't sometimes even realize they're miserable. Welcome to the show. I'm really excited to be here. And yes, I do believe that heaven can be on earth and should be 
Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Excited about Don't this. wait until you die. No. <laughs> live. Live in heaven yeah. right now. It's all a question of attitude, isn't it? It is. It is. And, you know, thank you for that introduction. And it is all about the mind because <laughs> we create and project everything. And I think it's the toughest thing for people to understand because they're like, why would I create this? I wouldn't create that for myself. And yet we're creating everything at every moment of now. And a lot of it can be subconscious programs. So if you want someone to blame, you can blame your subconscious mind. But I say, get in there, go inward, get out of the external environment and all the answers are within. And that's when you really tap into your soul's plan. I 100 million percent agree. You know, my analogy is always this, is that when we open up to the soul wisdom mm-hmm. with an open heart to receive that truth, it ignites our spirit into action and our mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. If we come just from the mind, from the teachings, from the patterns and the doctrine that we've been taught we're constantly in circles of what if what if what if but we need to listen to the soul the heart and the spirit's intellect and to understand what the mind needs to know when it needs to know it but we get so caught up in that old patterning don't we we do and you know what we don't realize is that when we're small children that's when the programs start to get instilled and installed yes. <laughs> and so we don't really know because we just think that we should be living our life feeling shame or guilt or whatever whatever it is that happened to you as a small child and most times you know most parents try their very best to to raise a child with the with their skill sets the best way that they can but they're still bringing in their their ancestral lineage yes. their programs into child rearing and as communities i think we really need to start working together to raise our children because that's where the programs uh can can get blown up at an early age when we're all taking a closer look at this and we're all helping each other out so i do think if we started much earlier on the spiritual journey and helped little ones understand how to live from the soul, we'd be a lot better off. But instead, as you've already said, we start programming the mind mm-hmm. and we get really good, especially in, in, in Western society um, to have if then thinking, and I'm not saying there's anything bad with it. That's good. We need to understand like, if we do this, then these mm-hmm. things may happen. However, we get way too far in our head and we get way out of our heart. And that's the imbalance that happens that starts to get the mind so strong in the driver's seat. And, you know, I I lived in Bali for five and a half years and it was, it was just an amazing experience for so many reasons. I had a business there, but what I felt like living in Ubud, Bali, which was in the middle of the jungle was, I actually felt like I was back living in small town, North Dakota. I grew up in a town of 2,500 people. And the reason is that it was all about community. Yes. People cared about each other. People waved at each other, you know, Mm. and I'm like, wait, do I know you? And I'm like, no, that's what we used to do in small town. We waved at everybody. We acknowledged each other. We said, I see you. And then people feel love and our oxytocin levels go up. And, and we all just feel like we're in this together. Mm -hmm. And so we've gone way too far as, Mm -hmm. you know, humanity abroad, the U S especially in particular, Canada probably is following right there. I think I, I at least think of Canada a little bit more community oriented Mm -hmm. than than many parts of the U S. Um, but yeah, it's all about community and it's all about getting into that inward search for understanding why we do what we do, blowing up what we don't want anymore and stop blaming anyone else for anything that happens to us. You're pointing the finger that's three pointing back at you. 
right? Yes. You know, yes, stuff is going to happen to you. Make it happen for you. Yes. You know, what are you meant to learn, discover about yourself, the abilities, the skills, the strength, the courage, because mm. of what happened to you? Don't get stuck in the trauma or the drama of what happened to you. It happened to you for a reason. What is yeah. that reason? Uh, be more investigative, more in wonderment, more in exploration of, you know, of the why, what, uh, what is to be built or become of this. And that is, I think, a lot of the time we don't take ownership of our own choices because we've been put on this mindless pattern that mm. we're meant to give ourselves up to everything else or to God, to community, to everyone else, and not take any onus ourselves of our own choices. And yes, you're going to make bad choices along the way. That is part of the learning. Don't beat yourself up over it. Learn from it. If you have to apologize, apologize. If you have to apologize to yourself, please apologize, right? And say, I forgive you. You didn't know what you were doing at that time. Don't beat yourself up. But back to community. Um, it's funny because I have my own show this week, which I do every week. And um, this week, it, it was about the individual and the masses. And, mm. you know, people look at the masses at the sacrifice of the individual. If you're sacrificing the individual, the masses won't matter. You know, it, we make up the masses by the individual. So if we nurture the individual to be the best they can be, it will create that community of strength and of yeah. unity. So yes, 100 million percent about let's get back to community and being kind and considerate and caring towards one another. Wow, what a concept. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think really understanding that we all are connected is a very difficult concept. In fact, over the last 20 years of like my super deep dive in my spiritual journey and my inward, my inward journey, um, I heard a lot of people say oneness we're all one. And I was like, yeah, okay. That sounds nice, but really like, how are we all one? How are we all connected? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I would say that, you know, I'm kind of zipping forward to, to the end of, of my book and my, uh, what I like to call my awakening memoir is that psychedelics um, came into the picture, plant-based medicines mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. that are used by indigenous people. Um, and I For had thousands and thousands yeah, of years. Yeah. Yes. And I had a huge judgment against drugs, um, any kind of drugs, I, even marijuana. It was like, if anything shows up, I'm, I am so far out and removed from situation. So I just want to say that, that, that I went from an absolute no drug policy to actually partaking in very sacred ceremonies with plant-based medicines, which gave me the opportunity to really get into the quantum field, which I knew yes. about, which I read about, which I understood intellectually, yes. but allowed me to feel experience what it. it really means to be in oneness with our brothers and sisters on planet earth. Right. And, and I, I'm not saying that everybody needs to have that experience, mm -hmm. but it would be beautiful if they did, because whatever we do to someone else is just going to, to come back to us. You know, some people call it karma. Some people have different, different ways that they describe this energy, but everything we do has an impact on everyone around us. And I think with that, I would also say that I believe so strongly from my experience that we have soul contracts with people. So mm -hmm. we've asked these people, and this is where sort of taking that responsibility comes back into play, that we have these soul contracts and we ask people to play out certain roles and do certain things that maybe don't always feel so great. Maybe they feel blissful. Maybe, you know, it's, it's big love. Maybe it's big heartbreak, but it's all lessons that we've asked them 
to help us experience in this lifetime so that we awaken to greater and more expanded states of consciousness. So when we start to get into life in that way, and we see the lessons that are in everything that happens to us, even if it's, you know, standing in line at a, uh, you know, we call it a DMV here, the department of motor vehicle. It's like the one thing that nobody wants to do or sitting in jury duty, you know, it's like, that's where like the real practice comes in, right? Like, how are we treating each other? What's the energy we're giving off? What is our experience that we're choosing to have in that moment? And it all comes from us. And yes, there may be somebody in front of you that gives you an elbow or bumps Mm -hmm. you or whatever, but it's about how quickly can you come back to that neutral state, that neutral state of bliss, if you will, that, that place where, where oneness exists, where we just go, yes, everyone has their own struggles. Everyone's doing their own lessons. Everyone's here participating in this big, this big plan, um, that we signed up to live before we even came into this lifetime. Exactly. Became signed up for the experience. Uh, you know, it's about being present. You know, when you are actually in your own presence, you are actually opening up to the universal knowledge, wisdom, source, energy, God, whatever you wish to call it. You are opening up to that and it will come through you and it ignites that heart in that truth. The heart connects with it. It, you know, really envelops it and the spirit just gets excited. And we're present so that clarity is there. There's a sense of peace there. Your whole body just, just relaxes with it because you are at one with self and being at one with self means you're opening up to all those other beautiful energies that will give you the clarity that you need in the moment but Mm we we you know we think that meditation has to be in silence um to be at one i have this wonderful michelle pascal that's been on a few times a meditation master and he takes people into Times square to meditate amongst the chaos and that's Mm -hmm. something it's very interesting. It says, be the mountain, you know, in Times Square. But that is the point. Chaos is around us all the time. If we learn to be present and calm in that chaos and not get caught up in that chaos, very often, you know, some form of media hysteria or, you know, somebody else's trauma that's become a drama, we get caught up in it. We don't realize, you know, hang on, I'm spinning around. How do I get out of this? And it's, Take the breath, take the deep breaths and become centered with self and you will be out of that chaos. And now you're more clear in your thinking and choice of where to go from there. But people don't realize the answer is within you. It's all within you. It's not an exterior thing. It's the interior thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And in fact, I know Michelle and I've interviewed Mm. him myself. So he's a different friend. And the one word that he always says that that resonates for me is calm. Yes. While in his French accent, but I, yes. I think that is, you know, it's the calmness of being in touch with our soul and being in touch with our own spirit and our own soul's plan, as opposed to always seeing our external environment and how we look at it from our ego mind's perspective. Mm-hmm which carries all these programs. Hey, and the ego mind is, is good. We want the ego mind. It helps us. So we don't have to relearn everything. We know that if we go touch the stove, it's hot. We don't have to do it again. So I'm not dogging on the ego mind, but we just want the ego mind in the back seat, you know, not in the driver's seat. So that's not driving from a place of insecurity. Yeah. Well, insecurity is just always going to come from the ego mind because yes. the, soul, the soul knows that that you are everything and that everything is possible and can come to you in a, in a moment's notice when you really line up with that vibration. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it is all about vibration, you know, the, the quantum energy. I mean, this is the beauty about quantum physics. That's what's happening right now. Um, and this show should have gone on to quantum spirituality, which I think I probably will change it and put it there. Um, it, it, you know, quantum spirituality is tapping into the science of energy of of the, you know, the universal source, again, whatever you wish to call it. Uh, scientists have begun to understand that those that live in a spiritual realm, they're not abstaining from life. They're not in kumbaya. They are so present in their energy that their entire frequency elevates and that love is a higher frequency. And up at that elevation of that frequency, that hurts. Uh, you cannot knowingly do any harm to anyone else because you know that is harm to you. Mm -hmm. To hurt anyone else is to hurt you. And so you're in that state of love, of kindness, consideration, of everything else and that you wish to share that love with everyone. So you are sharing that energy, which allows that frequency to climb even higher. And scientists have begun to measure this and realize there's something in this. Uh, there is something in this that at this higher frequency, you know, I don't know if you ever remember the Celestine prophecy, things grow at the right energy, right? Yeah. And so we're being invited right now to step into that energy, to step into ourselves, tap into that source and become the beautiful creatures that we're meant to become with the gift that we were given, with the instrument that we learned to play, the orchestra that we joined to play it with. But that again is about back to choice of what are we wanting to feed? Is it serving us? And are we willing to change directions and pivot into a different area where we're feeding a different source that is unknown to so many people? Yeah. Well, I would say it's even more than an invitation. I mean, I agree with you. There's an invitation on the table, but it's almost at this point, a shove. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like the, the universe is saying um, source energy, uh, the whole plan is, is culminating. And, and I'm sure some of your listeners will not want to agree with me on this next statement, but this is the best time in all of humanity. I know that it doesn't feel that way yes. a lot of times, but it is the best time because we are being called as light workers yes. to step up, yes. shine the light, show the way. And as others who are just starting their spiritual journey, it's like, this is time to wake up. And if you don't, because that's a choice, everyone has a choice. We all have free will on planet earth. So if you choose not to wake up, you choose not to do the journey, you choose not to get the lessons, you choose not to see things. Um, from within and only look at your external environment, it is going to get more and more painful. Yes. So, yes. But, <laughs> but I don't know what more we could have other than maybe, I don't know, uh, you know, some kind of natural disaster where, where we have you know, plenty old, of those going on already yeah, and we're still old, not paying attention. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess old faithful could go off and block out the sun from anybody. <gasps> right. So we yeah, can, exactly. You know, we, we could, we could call in something more dramatic, but it's like, why, you know, even why? Yeah. lives, why do we wait for a disease, mm. an accident, a divorce, something before we go, Oh, wait, maybe there was something more for me to see, hear, feel experience in this relationship that I have to love or to like why wait why wait for the big brick on the head you know right the cosmic two by four um five years ago universe gave me a saying the universe is going to wake us up for us to step it up mm. uh wake us up to step up to change it up to grow up vibrationally um so you know they are shaking us up shake us up to wake us up step up change it up and grow up but grow up was not only vibrationally but grow up 
come on, grow up, you know, stop making, you know, like the, I call it the Fox News effect. They take a pimple and make it into a volcanic eruption. Yeah. Let's stop buying into the hysteria and the drama all the time. You yeah. know, the only reason why we see so much of that is because we are demanding that we see so much of that. So, you know, change what you want to see, how you want to feel, you know, what you want to feed. And yeah. take onus and responsibility in what you're feeding, because if you are responding to all this hysteria, you are a part of the problem. You're contributing to that. But yeah. if you say, no, I wish to support the love and the kindness and the caring that is out there, that is what you're helping grow. But that yeah. is that, you know, a lot of people want to abstain from the responsibility of our choices. Uh, yes, but I don't have a voice. The government's too loud. This is too loud. How do you think these people get into power? Because we abstain from making a choice. When we make a choice and, and we stop feeding that fear and that hysteria, uh, we actually realize peace is a way better place. It's so much more joyful. And yeah. uh, the exuberance of life, when you see it from a different lens, why would I even want to even open up that channel whatsoever? But Again, it comes back to us. What are we going to do about it? And as you said, this is the best time in life because so many people are waking up. So yeah. many people are changing it up. So many people are realizing, my God, I feel I've been the hamster on the treadmill, you know, around and around and around. And I want to get off. I want to do something different. I want to feel something other than anguish and pain. And they're doing the work. They're going through the process to become. And it's exciting to see. Yeah. So, yes, we're going to see the Celtic rune hand glass disruption because you have to clean house in order to have clarity, right? So we're in that shakeup right now. Yeah. And uh, let's, let's shake everybody into some common sense and understand all the answers are lying within. And it's just a question whether you're going to ignite it or not. Yeah, well, I fully agree. And I think, you know, I, I, I've always thought I was going to write a book and I'm going to come back to what you're saying, but I always thought I was going to write a book, but I wanted it to be like the five pearls of wisdom, you know, the, the three tips, the whatever. And one day spirit said to me, you're going to write a book about your life. And I'm like, yeah, no, no. Yeah. You're going to write about yeah. your own personal experiences. Like, no, 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 I don't think so. And then it became very directive. Get your white notebook and your pencil. And I wrote out the chapters. And the reason why I bring this up is that I think that a lot of people think of this inward journey work as like woo woo and yes. out there. And there's all these images that come up of Birkenstocks and, and there's no judgments against any of those things, but a, a lot of us don't necessarily want that. So I think why, why spirit was calling me to, to write the book was really to, to share, <clears throat> to share from my perspective, how I came from a very traditional background, a small town, ended up in big pharma of all places, mm -hmm. loved what I did, had incredible experiences there, lived around the world um, and started my spiritual journey and just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper. But but all of my stories are, are relatable to everybody else in so many ways. The character, you know, the character names are different. The storylines are a little bit different. Um but it's really intended to help people go in and, and dig deeper to go, oh, geez, yes, I, I can do this. And, mm -hmm. and my life will change, but I won't lose who I am, right? I think you discover who you are. Yes, you discover like <laughs> yes. truth of who you really, really mm -hmm. are. 
not who you think you are, not who you've built yourself up to be in the world based on title and job yes. and home and car and, and all followers. Yeah. And it, but you don't have to lose any of those things either. Yeah. You know, just by doing the inward journey doesn't mean that you can't have the car you want. It doesn't mean right. it, in fact, it means the opposite. It means that you can have abundance with joy, ease, and grace, but you do, do need to do that work. Right. Yes. So, so people are scared of change. People are scared of doing the work, but it, it's, it's, it's fun when you get in the magic, it's oh, fun yeah. when you start saying, okay, just show me like, obviously I do not know. Um, and that is one of the hardest things that has been for me to ever say is I don't know. Cause I got programmed early on. Well, you better know, you know, yes. figure out learn, yeah. you know, know, have the answer, have the, and the intellectual knowledge, not the heart knowledge, right? Yes. You know, it's yes. all the intellectual rather than listen to the heart. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, yes, your mind is going to lead the way you're, you know, mm. the smarter you are, the more intelligent you are. And all those things are great. You can be smart and intelligent. And yes, it helps you. But if you're not in your heart space, yes. you, you don't find everlasting joy, you find pleasure and momentary experiences, but everybody knows that in the, the, the pleasure of a new car wears off. Yes. Right? And so everything that we look to from our external world to give us pleasure is temporary. And that's why people are just done with this right mm. now. They've worked so hard to achieve all these temporary pleasure things, and they're continuing to look for more pleasure. But as whatever it is, money or, or COVID that keeps you in your house and you can't even interact with other people or you can't go to dinner, you know, all these things happen, um, that just take you away from your own inner peace and joy that is always there, no matter what. This is just waiting to be ignited. I've just written my memoir too. And, mm. uh, you know, quite daunting, you know, when you're putting things down a paper and I didn't think I just wrote, I just let it all come out and uh, then read it afterwards and thought, oh, gosh, you know, there's a thread here that I wasn't aware of, you know, as mm -hmm. you look. And I've written it in not a chapter form, but more an article form. So almost every article can stand on its own. Um, and it's uh, it was interesting because my brother is a, a, a professional. He's a master's degree literary guy. He's been writing since he was a kid. And uh, he started editing it. And I thought, I'm going to get because it's also very spiritual. And I've, you know, it, it, he he's funny because when he writes his novels the spirit and the and the the blending of worlds and dimensions come out but in his real life no you know it's yeah. uh, like it won't go there but um but i you know i thought that there would be oh no you can't write this you can't write that and instead no you need to write more here and you need to write more there and i thought oh that's interesting right and it's uh it is kind of somewhat daunting putting things down and then reading back but at the same time you look at god God, I was so trapped there at that time. And, uh, but I found the courage and I found the strength to place value on myself mm -hmm. and to leave there, however hard it was and however long it took, you know, uh, back in my time of doing this 20 odd years ago, there wasn't help there is today. Right. There's so many people to help you out of that rut or of that place that you feel trapped in right now. So many people. And, the getting out and then looking back and go, oh, my God, thank God I'm not there anymore. Thank mm -hmm. God I was willing to take the journey. 
the network is called self-discovery, you know, to discover oneself and really who we are, what we're really here for, what we're here to contribute, that instrument building that orchestra in harmony that becomes a symphony and invitation to everyone else, that village, that community, it is exuberant, it is illuminating. And when you're willing to take that journey, it is extraordinary how much you will discover about yourself, but what you start seeing in others. You recognize the soul people, the heart people, you recognize them, you feel them. And that in itself creates its own orchestra of vibration that others start picking up on. Don't know what they're picking up on, but they know that there's some good vibration over here and it makes me feel good and they want more and more of it. So the more and more we resonate that out to them, the more and more it ignites it within them. Yes, absolutely. Yes, it is all about what we resonate out. And and that, I think, goes back to the very first thing we started talking about, which is it's our choice yes. how we want to exist within the world. And even being in the toughest spots of our life, we can change by changing inward, the energy that we're feeling through our thoughts, through our storylines, blowing up our storylines. And I'm a big proponent of, of course, doing the work yourself, but calling on, on yes. brothers and sisters that are out there that are healers that are, you know, can do the, the different modalities with us to help us be able to break through because sometimes um, we're just so caught up in our own stories. We just can't even see it ourselves. And so that's where shows like this, we are just so wonderful to just be introducing. Um, I think the concepts of, of different modalities and, and the, the insertion of the energy of we can do this. So whether you're just starting your awakening journey, you've been on it for a while, or you've, or you're ready to give up on it. Um, I think both you and I would both say, keep going. Yes. You know, it only gets better. And, and the, the deeper you go, sometimes the, the more muck you end up mm -hmm. kind of pulling to the surface and the more challenging it can get. Um, but just keep going. Every Lotus flower starts in the mud. And yes. so just remember you're going to come out. Um, and, and you don't have to do it fighting. A lotus flower doesn't fight to come out of the mud. It comes no. up very gracefully. So it's welcoming some of those darker moments and those darker times to just say, okay, what is the lesson here? What do I need to learn from this? What is it? What choice am I going to make? What, how am I going to, how am I going to perceive the situation and how am I going to change it just by changing my thoughts and my feelings and my emotion behind it? You know, talking about coming from the mud where where does it all grow but in the darkness mm -hmm. right that's where the strong roots are and the beauty of what comes above ground comes from that darkness and for, I spent about eight years in my darkness where I could see the light over there but I couldn't get there and you know what was beginning to happen was apathy and when you start not caring, you know, and that is a dangerous place to be because when you stop caring, you stop fighting, you stop seeking. And, but, you know, there was always that drive and that voice, that spirit trying to pull me up because it was my human self that escaped. My spirit was trying to draw me back out. And eventually it did. And when you first come out, it's rather blinding, you know, mm -hmm. like the light and everything is blinding. You feel shadows are chasing you. And then you get to that point in life where you realize you are the light. I can go into any darkness and without any fear. I go into the darkness in, in order to nurture my roots because I am the light in the dark and I don't need to be afraid of the dark. But we are taught 
on the human side of things to be afraid of dark, that darkness is evil and light is truth. We're yin and yang. We need both. And if we need light in that darkness to see what grows, then fine. But it is understanding that from the darkness is where the roots are. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, intellectually, a lot of a lot of light workers and people on their spiritual path understand that or have dabbled in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that some of my stories that I share about my time in Bali and understanding the power of black magic, when I was kind of like, Oh, I'm in, the, I live from the light. I'm in the light, mm-hmm. everything from the light and having the experiences of black magic and having the experiences of real energy impacting you um, and and helping you to on the backside of it all to understand that that is all part of the yin and yang. So intellectually, again, you might get it, but when you experience yes. it, you can embody the power of it in a whole different way. And I describe the stories of black magic and how that impacted me and it impacted my business and, and, and the strength that it gave me on, on the back end of it all. But yeah, it is very fascinating. You know, we don't really think of it so much in the Western world, and especially in North America, um, because we don't necessarily look at energy so openly as they do in Bali. They honor the light just as much as they honor the dark. In fact, you know, they do they do rituals, you know, multiple times a day honoring the dark and the light. And so it's a yeah, it's a really interesting when you start to understand and embody the depths of of what that actually means and how that dance. Um, is happening. And when we, when you start to see that you can, you can see in the Western world, you know, even coming back to the United States after living abroad for seven and a half years, um, it, I just looked at everything differently. I looked yeah. at the vibration of everyone of everything in such a different way that I didn't know that I was so numb to when I was born and raised and lived here. And it was part of my everyday life until I was out of it for that seven and a half years and then came back into it and said, Oh, okay. I get how, I get how the energies are at play mm-hmm. and I was really naive to it before. So yes. um, yeah. So there's some really fun and interesting things that we learn when we go into this, this deep inward journey right. and expand our consciousness to, to understanding that there is so much more than what meets the eye so much more than what we think there is. Uh, yeah. Out there in, in, you know, in in our world. And if we open our minds, you know, of course, in North America, you know, you see this all the time uh, on TV shows, people who deciding to go a holistic way, um, the, the villainization uh, mm-hmm. by the medical, and this is all, you know, political, right? Mm-hmm. And we see, you know, uh, any black magic oh, coming to get me. Now, I've been body snatched. I, I've had people have to hold me down while I'm, you know, being, I was possessed because I would dabble without protection when I was younger. And yes, and it was very scary. And it was actually probably more scary for them because I was obviously a little bit out of it, kind of somewhat of a memory, memory but more scary for them. But black magic, there is the darkness out there that you don't want to go to. It's like, using the internet but not the deep dark web you know everything has a a level where you've got to be careful and protect yourself so white light white light but um but when you talk about dark magic people immediately villainize it and psychedelics so that's only drug addicts some of the most creative music uh storylines um 
movies, uh, creativity has come from people who have taken psychedelics. They didn't take them to escape. They took them to explore. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. these plant-based things and plant-based food, which I highly recommend, but plant-based anything, the aromatherapies, they all eat these things. They're there to ignite our senses, to take us on a spiritual journey that the human self cannot do alone. And it's to open up that spirit and take us onto a, a dimensional discovery that changes our lives and our perspectives completely. Did you see the movie Doctor Strange? I didn't, but okay. I'm familiar with the name, but I have not seen it. It's that there's a wonderful scene there where you know the the master and and the guy that's trying to learn, um, and he's he was a surgeon, but he lost his hands, you know, the ability with his hands, and he's very arrogant, and uh, she pushes him out of his body. And you see him leave his body and she says, what do you think you are? Just matter? And I thought, oh, my God, to see this in a movie. Kind of, I don't know if it's Marvel or, you know, one of those movies, but to see this. And then it, because he was in spirit, where he could go and what he could see, because yeah. he wasn't trapped just in the body. The body is an incredible gift to us as a spirit of touch, taste, hold, feel, do. But if you leave the spirit out of it, we've just become androids you yeah. know almost the walking dead because we're not having the full experience and we must have this full experience to truly understand really what the experience of you know the heaven on earth is really about yeah yeah and i think the power of plants you were touching on that is so important and we've lost touch with mm -hmm. mother nature as a whole and early on in my journey um the universe source gave me this incredible opportunity where I started photographing flowers up close. I had no idea that it was really the universe's way of getting me to meditate because mm -hmm. at the time I was just in a big, you know, big corporate job, didn't have time. Every time I would sit for 15 minutes and be like, oh my gosh, that's, I can't get that 15 minutes back. And what could I have done in the meantime? And so I started, Micromanagement. <laughs> yeah, so I started uh, you know, photographing flowers and then it got into the energy of it. And, and, over time started to hear messages and got downloads. Well, you know, I was really just quieting my ego mind so that I could hear my higher self speak back to me through the flowers. And so I started to really tap into the energy of that. And, and then I've had a lot of different experiences with plants and, and they're just such great teachers. And, and if there's a guru, I say the plants, the plants and flowers are definitely that because yeah. they show us how to live with ease and grace without worry and getting into that energy and the source that they're connected to is so important. And so when we eat plants, as you know, yeah. um, we take in more light and yes. we've become, you know, a society where, uh, it's, it's, it's not as customary to eat good quality plants. I mean, like, you know, a salad just goes by the wayside. And I also found it fascinating that through all of COVID when people were, you know, desperate for food and, oh my God, all the pasta is gone. It's like, I had no, I had no problem. All of the organic vegetables were available. Yes, yes. Everything was available. There was nothing that wasn't available and it was all high vibe foods that was still sitting there waiting to be, to be purchased. And I was like, there is something seriously wrong going on here. 
Mm-hmm. Or you can take the meat. I don't care. Don't touch my vegetables. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm a six veggie a night person and I'm a 95% there. There is that 5% if you're going out or at other people's houses or some things that, you know, um, I'm not going to beat myself up over. But my daughter and, and her husband and my 90 month old grandson, who is 100 percentile on his growth, it was a big baby when he was born, 100% vegan. And he loves his veggies in different ways and hummus absolutely adores. And, you know, there's all these things that most kids go, yeah, just give me my chicken nuggets. And, you know, he wants all of this other stuff. He just absolutely laps it up. And people think that, you know, being plant-based diet or vegan is a lettuce leaf and tomato, you know, and it's, it isn't. There are so many delicious foods and you can have your burger. And I've actually given burgers to people, plant-based burgers, and they didn't know the difference. You know, the ground beef, I've cooked it in a meal and they didn't know the difference. And so the thing is, we can't step into this, this light, the soul, this being, this uh, um, ignited conscience and still keep up with the same old practices because they become contradictory. And, you know, you're stepping in, you really are stepping into a consciousness of awareness. Again, going and doing no harm. That's not just doing no harm to humans. That is doing no harm to planet, to all living creatures on this planet. Mm. And we, we can't have a, a two-stream consciousness. No, I'll have this consciousness for humans, but I don't care about anything else because that is not being whole. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We have a long way to go, but I know that we've also already gone a long way. You know, the media or or people that are still in kind of the confusion. And of course, right now, we're just seeing such divide, especially in the States. Um, And, you know, I don't know if you've seen the, the show Handmaiden's Tale. You know, people think it's just fantasy, but, you know, people are now beginning to wake up and go, hang on, hang on this is getting a bit scary. And I had a Chinese gentleman on the other day who escaped China as a child and his father was murdered with the Mao regime. And he's saying everything that they did to divide and control people in China is now beginning to happen in America. The only way it happens is when we abstain from making our own choices or taking our own responsibility and stepping into our own light. When we step into that light and that consciousness, that love and that heaven within, we do not become part of the division. We become part of the unison and the healing. And the more we are willing as a human race to do that, less power to the people that want to divide us, to control us. Yeah. And my my biggest piece of advice for everyone is simply turn off your TV Yes, and really minimize your social media um, because there's, and I, I'm, I mean, I will watch Netflix ever so infrequently, but just turn the TV off, just mm-hmm. turn it off. Um, I, you know, I, I did that and I started doing that in 2005. I got rid of my TV and I, I realized how peaceful my life was and I get some slack for it because I don't always know everything that's going on out right. there. Um, but I know that if it's important enough, someone will tell me and, yeah. Um, and the peace of mind that I have by not partaking in all of this hoopla that is going on and all of this fear-based, I don't, it's not even about politics for me at this point. It's about who do you want to be programming your mind because it's all external 
If you can spend an hour in front of a TV or a, a computer program, um, then you're giving that power away to whoever's speaking to you, as opposed to hearing your own soul speak. Mm-hmm. And that is the calling, as we've said many times already in this in this program, that it is all about hearing your higher self. And it is a journey and it doesn't happen necessarily for most people overnight, but it no. can, mm-hmm. you know, there's you know, people can have near death experiences, yes. people can have a psychedelic experience, which the thing I love about psychedelics is that I think it does really provide a North star for people mm-hmm. It gets people out of their ego mind because it has the ability to really shut down the default mode network, which yeah. is all of those programs that we right. hold on to so tightly, which is why the subtitle of the book is unraveling the mind to unveil illusions, because we don't even know what illusions we bought into until, <laughs> until we that delusional. <laughs> yeah, until we have an opportunity to feel and experience experience what it's like to go back to that purity of not being controlled by our thoughts, of not being controlled by the mind, of not being controlled by the conscious collective that we're in. And then we just start to view life differently. We still have to do the work. There is no psychedelic. There is no, there's nothing out there that is going to enlighten you other than yourself. So you still have to do the integration work, but um, plant-based medicines when done in the safe set and setting um in a ceremonial intention based um opportunity i believe is an incredible experience um so i'm not necessarily an advocate of recreational or uh yeah I, there's just a lot of energies around in that plan that's a whole nother episode but um yeah psychedelics can can really be that north star and can really help people break through to understand the programs that they have been so tightly wound into and don't even know it well they don't realize they've put a firewall around their programs yes and that firewall is going to protect that program no matter what and it's like yeah. well, it's it's a it's an out of date program you know yeah. there there needs to be a new program in there this one needs to be deleted and updated but the firewall is there to protect it so yeah. when you take away that firewall that program realizes i'm obsolete right yeah. and then, and a new program starts coming in which oozes out the old program and it um we're the ones that put that barrier up we're the ones that put that blockage up there uh and that comes from you know kind of the conditioning you know, protect your thoughts and uh, you must do as you're told or, you, you know, stop rocking the boat. Or who do you think you are trying to be different? All of these things that we've heard growing up. And there's also almost a sense of kind of guilt or mm-hmm. needing of permission to be able to seek out ourselves for who we really are. You need permission from no one other than yourself. No one. And, and you don't need to apologize for taking this journey you may become that illumination for someone else. And if not, then they've got their own journey to take. And, you know, you can't take anyone along with you. It is an individual journey, but you may inspire others to take their own journey. And at some point you will be that orchestra, right? So, but again, it's about let go of control. There is no control here. It is complete surrender. And in that surrender, you realize you're already safe. You don't need control. Yes, absolutely. Now, the title of the book, Angels, Herpes, and Psychedelics, why that title? 
<laughs> it's a great question. So the, the title was also given to me by my higher self. And I challenged that as well. I was like, really? Like I need to have this title? <laughs> and the answer was yes. And I got challenged on the third dimensional plane many times with my publisher about this title. But angels is really about the fact that we always have our guardian angels. Mm -hmm. They are in paranormal realms. They are in other people that are here to help mm -hmm. us. And once I early on in my journey started to realize this and, and didn't just take it as because I grew up Christian and I kind of thought as angels as just something that was in the Bible and something, yes. you know, was associated with the church, but I didn't really totally embrace and grasp that they were actually here with me, available to me and and really actively participating in my life. And so I share many stories about angels in, in uh, human form and paranormal form and the experiences that I had with them. And so I really want to encourage people to get in touch with their mm -hmm. own guardian angels because um, we're never alone. And herpes came up because you, well, you have to read the book to get the depths of the story. But what I started to realize is that especially with uh, coronavirus, people understood the power of virus shame mm. and also, the biggest virus that there is, is the virus of the mind. It's the virus yes. of an idea, the virus of a thought. And so there's a lot of themes around that in the book, mm -hmm. but you will get some really juicy details on the topic of herpes, because if we can neutralize any word that has a, a, an incredible charge, like the word herpes does, like the, I mean, stigma, I yes, yeah, you, think about, you know, the, the Christian Bible, and you think about how they talked about the lepers, mm. You know, and 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 how much trauma that can cause. So whether it's a herpes virus, a coronavirus, a virus of the mind, it all causes shame and trauma mm -hmm. that people carry around for years and they don't need to. And so I'm here to say, let's blow that up. Let's get yeah. rid of that. Let's get rid of those programs. So that's that. And then psychedelics is really all about not being it's shifting the the narrative around psychedelics, not being so judgmental about these particular plant-based medicines. They're not all plant-based, you know, to be psychedelic, but they are very powerful. And to your point earlier, I mean, like Steve Jobs is very vocal about his LSD experience. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, and we see what he was able to tap yeah. into. The Beatles, they were all, all, their music is all inspired by, I think it's mostly psilocybin mushrooms, but, mm. you know, so the artists, um, businessmen, you know, Silicon Valley is doing microdosing. And I'm not here to say that everybody should do it. I think you should do it when you feel called. And I think you should do it when you feel ready to do the integration work that comes after the learning. Yes. Yet. So I feel like coming from my, my pharmaceutical background, working in big pharma as an executive for many, many years and then my spiritual background and my deep dive into yeah all things expanding consciousness that i just felt like i was i was primed to be someone to come forward and talk about psychedelics and to talk about the benefits that they can that they can have and also talk about just the importance of the integration work itself mm. So, yeah, so psychedelics just became, and, and I share my stories um, of my early journey with psychedelics and some of the things that happened um, for me and how it just really helped me take and embody concepts that, as I said earlier, I intellectually understood um, and I thought I really got it, but I didn't until I could embody it. So it's always about bringing it here. Um, if you're just going out there to get something, yes, you're not bringing it here to mm -hmm. embody it and exude it on a vibrational cellular level, then 
as far as I'm concerned, then you're just doing drugs. Yeah. And I'm not about that. I'm about intellectualizing it, embodying it into our heart center, right? So that our heart and our mind can be in, in balance and coherence and expansion so that we can just shed all of the stress and all of the strain and all of these things that are happening to us in a really positive, sustainable way. So yeah, so I'm a huge advocate now of psychedelics. I do a, a, a podcast now called Psychedelic Sages. We talk all about the companies. There's there's over 250 proper pharmaceutical psychedelic companies, um, many of which are listed on the stock exchange. Um, so it's it's going to change mental health. And yeah. I like the mental wellness because I actually look to psychedelics for expansion and consciousness. Of course, to be FDA approved, they're going to be looking at particular conditions, um, PTSD, depression, suicidal ideation, which are all very, yeah, very valid things to be looking at and to be studying, but the expansion of what they can do beyond the labeling that they're going to get at, at, uh, at approval is, is exponential. What, what, what they actually can do in the mystical realms and the spiritual realms. In fact, I would love to see uh, all clergy of any denomination mm-hmm. have an experience in the right set and setting um, with psychedelics, because then, then you really know God because yeah. you know you are God, you are yeah. part of God yes. And, yes. and everything that you study becomes crystal clear as yeah. to what it really means to, to be a part of God and, and to, to be talking, um, you know, very scripture based, um, and what Jesus saw, you know, whether it's Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, Allah, there's all of these enlightened masters that came to show us the way and shine the light, um, and show us what it's like to really embody, um, this oneness and this, this, the bliss of divine oneness, um, on planet earth, which is why I believe heaven is on earth. It's as is hell. Yeah, right. you know, well. we can it's choose to live in hell, we can choose to live in heaven. It's up to us what our choice is. And you know, we can use these psychedelics to ignite the heart, soul, spirit, um, ignition and wisdom and connection. Because once you have that connection, it that connection is what's going to guide you forward, it becomes your own generator. Yeah. Uh, but it's not an abstaining from connection if you're looking at the drugs where people are abstaining from the pain, abstaining from any connection. It is about the ignition. It is about the illumination that lies within you that you haven't switched on yet, that you haven't connected. And when you can kind of travel up into the universe, um, weightless because you are not in body, uh, everything you need to know is there and you don't need to worry about what you need to know. You're in such a state of peace uh, at the same time, wonder, but it, it's like well, the only way I can really explain it humanly, it's like a beautiful, peaceful, blissful, deep breath. Yes. Yes. And, you know, just the clarity, you know, and everything that just comes through you at the time, you don't need to analyze it. You don't need to understand it. It's just kind of downloading and then it will come up wherever you yes. need it, you know, and it's like, the only living in the presence of self, the gift of the present is in the now. When you're in that presence, that's when you are in your truth, in your your God sense, in your home, you are there. And yeah. from that, that's where you make your choices. That's where you make your decisions. That's when you truly look at life and what your life means to you and what your purpose is. 
what yeah. your gift is in to share because we're all here to contribute. We're all here to share what our beautiful divine essence is. And when we step into it and we become a part of that collective, that village, and we can shed that light on our children. And, and instead of division of taking children away from families, help families be the parents they should be with their children because the community is there bringing them up. We're going to see a society 20, 30 years from now that is so radically different from what we have today. And we need to. Mother Earth is rather pissed at us. Uh, she's saying, I've given you absolutely everything you need to sustain wholeness in every way and you are abusing me and you're you the the religions have abused the power of what really god is and it's not about god lording over you it's about god being within you guiding you and you being the essence of that truth and that consciousness and when we join in that and understand that we just just become better human beings uh, and far more contributing and it's not for you to follow somebody that's taken that journey and worship them and abstain yourself. You know, mm -hmm. it's not going to church for the hour and I'm all holy now and I'm going to be have bad practices for the rest of the week. It is about you becoming that essence in every aspect of your life mm -hmm. and really understanding what that essence of God, spirit, energy, whatever you wish to call it, is inside of you and how it is you are never alone. You're all, you are at one with the universe. Yes. <laughs> with the well, and I also think that it brings, it brings the freedom to be who you really are. Yeah. And it's what everyone is seeking. And when we do, we experience that peace that passes yeah. all understanding. It keeps our hearts and minds open. Yes. We can't, we can't open spirit with a closed heart and we can't open our heart with um, a painful mind. So we have to work through that painful mind, willingness to open up the heart, no matter if it's been hurt before, and allow that, that soul healing to come through and heal that heart so the mind can open up to the possibilities. But it does start with the mind deciding to be cooperative <laughs> with yeah, the heart, soul, and spirit. <laughs> and, and with that comment that you just made, I have to make the statement that my, my book in particular, I chose my romantic relationships to be a primary place that I learn my lessons. Other people mm. choose family drama, illness. Yeah different things. And so, um, yes, I am a big proponent of really going in and feeling into big heartbreak because big mm. love often brings big heartbreak and it's such a beautiful lesson because more light comes in. And so I talk a lot about all the heartbreak and, and different situations and scenarios that happened in my journey. And, and, uh, I think, I think many, whether you're a man or a woman, you can, you can still, uh, feel into the the pain and the the bliss yeah. of of you know romantic love relationships because they they pull on our heartstrings more yes than and they make us make choices that you know we we don't have the clarity in doing because we've we've given of ourselves rather you know it's like a good relationship is two people being in their own essence uh, yeah. They are him or her or her or her or him or him or whatever which way it is two people who love who they are. And yeah. why they are. And then when they come together united, 
they become that being of collective light. It isn't yeah. about somebody completing you. It's about somebody complimenting yeah. you. Right. And it's, yeah. uh, you know, that lifelong journey. I have done a lot of the wrong journey romance. And that's actually one of the things my brother was saying. He was like, you only skimmed over that relationship and it was 11 years. You've got to have more in there. And somebody was saying, oh, how painful is it your book going to be? And I said, no, I don't want to speak to the pain of, oh, we suffering it. I will address the pain, but it's more about where I am today because of the pain, because I'm no longer in it. Right. Yeah. So it is, um, again, what you feed grows. So decide what you want to feed, who yes. you want to be and be, be wanderers, be explorers, you know, be inquisitive. Yes. Stop being droids. <laughs> so how do people get hold of your book? How do they listen to your podcast? What else are you offering them? Yes, yes. Thank you for asking that. If they go to Beth Bell, so B-E-T-H-B-E-L-L dot me, M-E, so not dot com, but Beth Bell dot me, uh, they'll be able to see the book. There's a, a button that links you right into Amazon to purchase the book. But if you scroll down on that landing page, that first homepage, you can also get the introduction that I read, it's only 11 minutes. So it's a nice way to just feel into mm -hmm. is this book for me? Um, because you hear my voice, you hear me talk about sort of the overarching, um, what the book is all about. And if you sign up for the tribe, you will get a special promotion to get the awakening and healing handbook. So I realized that depending upon where you are in your journey, some of the concepts that I talk about in the book, you might need more clarity on um, some of the modalities that I talk about. People wanted to hear, oh, I want to hear more about family constellation. Oh, I want to hear more about shaking therapy. Oh, I want to hear more. You know, So I went and put all of that into the awakening and healing handbook. And then there's a five pearls of wisdom workbook that also helps people to just see, well, where am I at with the, you know, with my journey and where do I want to spend a little bit more time working on myself? So they can do that. And then there's also a, a tab where you can see the show and you can get into the psychedelic sages. Um, it's on YouTube. So everything's on bethbell.me. Right. And of course, your podcast, your Facebook also, Beth Bell 333, and then Instagram, Queen Bliss B, and LinkedIn, uh, Beth Bell Me, and then of course, your YouTube channel. And, uh, you know, the, the thing is, even if you've listened to this, and you kind of think, well, you know, I don't know, you know, am I there? You know, is this all too far fetched? You know, mm. the thing is, if you're even asking yourself these questions, that means you want to know, you know, there's something more than what you're living right now. You know that you aren't happy with where you're at um, and that you cannot delude yourself anymore in convincing yourself happy. And even if you're just looking at it and going, well, OK, time to investigate, time to take that journey and just look at where else, you know, what else is out there. Uh, I always say the biggest leap is that first step, one yeah. step in front of the other. No one's asking you to step out into the abyss. Some people can do that, blind, deaf, and dumb in order to hear, see, and feel. But some people, it's just literally that first step. And then just continue to walk, keep walking and keep learning. And then as you gather skills and tools and wisdom, put it in your backpack and take it with you because then it's there for you anytime you need it in any aspect of your life. Yes, I fully agree. Yes, it's all about awakening and healing right now. 
we're not here to heal anybody else but ourselves. And when we do, we contribute to humanity in such a beautiful and powerful way. And I do believe that as we move forward, that love is the new currency. So I would love to ask the people, how rich are you? Yes. On how big you can love. A trillion percent agree with that. Love is the currency. Um, but it's not just the love of everything out there. It's the love of who you are in the in the equation of everything out there. You are that leaf on the tree. You are that breeze that runs through the leaves. You are that kiss of the ocean on the shore. You are all of that. And when you become part of that, you really actually understand what everything, everything has a voice. Everything has a voice. And it's all singing to you. And you're going to pick up those songs when you're in that presence, when you are there at one with nature or with self or with the source, with everything else. It is truly a beautiful place to be. Yes, I agree. Bethbell.me. All right, go listen to a podcast, uh, especially with one Michelle Pascal, because he's definitely a very interesting person. I've had him three times and uh, um and he, he completely debunks meditation of this silence and things like this. It's, you know, yeah. it is. How do you be still in the chaos? And really, that's what it's all about. You're talking yeah. about the strain and the, the upset and everybody feeling confused and, and unraveled right now. Well, when you become centered and at one and at peace within yourself, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. You're home. Yes. Safe yeah. and sound. <laughs> and just because you, you mentioned him, I also want to say that what his amazing work in prisons has, has yes. just been phenomenal. And uh, I interviewed him on my Pollinating the Planet with Love Show. So a different one, not the Psychedelic Sages podcast, but he is on my YouTube channel. And yes, and it was also a beautiful interview and he's a beautiful man. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, and actually he has a, a new performance going out on November 17th, uh, the Yolanda dance, which um, we did a show on just the other day, which is in California. So go and see it. So um, we are awesome in our flawsomeness as human beings. And when we decide to be human and being together, we truly actually understand what we're here for and how beautiful life really can be. And when you see it from that lens, then you understand the urgency of everyone needing to step into that light because we then become the healers of this planet and truly understand the essence of the gift that we've been given. So thank you so much, Beth, for sharing with us today. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be on your show. Until next time, folks, remember, go on in. It's a beautiful place to be. Bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Find all of our shows on selfdiscoverymedia.com under podcasts or selfdiscoverymedia slash shows. And for all our current shows, go to What's New. We are supported by you, the audience. You will see a nice big shiny blue button for one-time donations or follow us on Patreon and you will be able to support us there. We enjoy bringing you such wisdom. And the next show will be up just a moment. <laughs>